0: Welcome to another episode of Daily Chip. A good idea doesn't necessarily mean that something is a good business idea. As I mentioned in yesterday's video about feasibility study, with modern day technology, we're able to test at a very early stage whether there's a certain market out there for the idea or the problem we're trying to solve. Whether there's a product market fit that we can can determine before we start putting more resources, time, money, energy into this particular idea or project. So today's video, I wanted to make a bit of a follow-up and talk a bit about how to get that initial traction, how to get the initial feedback loop going. Of course, there are so many channels and so many ways in which you can do it. So I'm just going to focus on a few of them. Firstly, if you have absolutely no idea who who this product or idea could be for. Of course, many times we have a general idea, but really... Narrowing it down to a certain niche might still be tough at the beginning. But in the beginning, no matter what, you always have people that you've known that you can talk with and pitch this idea to. Family, friends, former or existing or current colleagues that you simply pitch the idea to, get their feedback, not so much about what they think of the idea, but who they think it would be a good fit for. And either they, you can find one of your connections that actually thinks it's good for them, or they might know somebody who they will then introduce you to, and you can talk with them and get even more feedback. Secondly, with technology, particularly LinkedIn and Twitter, I feel we can get a lot of feedback as well. With LinkedIn, we can, if we already have a bit of an idea what kind of industry or niche it could be useful for, we can search on certain job titles or industries or companies and find people that operate in that space, and we can easily reach out to them and start to have a conversation with them, whether it's via writing or setting up a call and get feedback going that way. At the same time, we can we can very often find what kind of groups these people are in. in. And we can also enter those groups and then see what other people are in there and see what kind of things are they talking about in the group. And is that something that's related to the idea we have or not, or just reaching out to other people that are in that group. Secondly, Twitter, very powerful platform these days because with the search, it's not just only searching hashtags, but also certain phrases. And it's a dialogue that's going on in the world between so many different people that you can freely join at any time. So you simply search for a phrase that's related to the idea you have, and you start joining these conversations in the beginning, not to pitch your idea, but simply to, to observe what are people talking about, in which way are they talking about it, which people keep popping up over and over and seem to be so, some kind of influencer or micro-influencer into the space? Who should I build a relationship with? Which people know a lot and should I try to communicate one-on-one with to get even more feedback at a more efficient rate? So many things you can do with Twitter. Then finally, once you actually have some customers or initial customers, they will very quickly split into two groups. The people that like your product and service at its current state that want to keep working with you and people that don't. The people that don't, of course, you want to get feedback from them how you can improve the product or service. Maybe it was something in your messaging to them that they had a different expectation from what you're actually delivering or they give you an idea for another product or service that has bigger potential or you just realize that they're not the right audience you should be looking at. But the people that stay with you have an even bigger potential because these people, even at a very early stage, already believe in your product or service. So anything that you can stimulate them to stay with you longer, providing even more value. This will turn these people into superfans that will take care of a lot of the word of mouth for you down the road. But secondly, you can start to see overlap between what these people have in common, not just how did they find out about us, but also what are their hobbies? What are their interests? What do they do in their spare time? What kind of media do they use? Do they read newspapers? Do they watch certain websites? Do they use certain social media? Do they watch? Do they read newspapers? You want to gather all this data because then you know how to advertise digitally for a very low cost into this, this kind of segment and on these kinds of platforms. Of course, by installing Facebook Pixel or Google Analytics, you can really automate these kind of lookalike audiences over time. But in the beginning, you don't have much of a choice since the, the audiences is just not there yet. And you have to do with whatever means you have. That's all for today's episode. Um, Everybody have a nice weekend. If there's anything on this particular topic you want me to dive into more detail in a future episode, please let me know. I'll be back with another episode on Monday. See you all then.